I feel devotion. I feel devotion. I feel devotion. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Devotion Podcast. I'm Joan Marcet, recording from an overpriced flat in Berlin, Germany, and 2,000 kilometers away from here. Also recording is my dear friend Aniol, a.k.a. Any Hoops, safe from Mario Gesonia's mediocre defense. What up, Ani? What up, Joan? What an amazing week we're living. We're just on Monday, but, I mean, we've been through this weird... Uh, weekend where it seemed that the the huge of the bombs was about to fall into Euroleague. Yeah. But right now we are in a, I don't know how to call it. But kind of a standby, you know, no? Kind of a... A stand, yeah, standby, like calm before the storm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Last week had a lot of on and off the court. I think that the off the yes. court was even more interesting than the on the court mm-hmm. action. You know, obviously there was a lot of incredible matchups and on the playoff race is still on fire you know the usual Euroleague but this Wednesday is the last day that teams can inscribe new players to play in the Euroleague this season and the market is going crazy so many hot deals and rumors and Annie up to you with which one do you want to start maybe we should start with the first one we knew about Pau Gasol okay if I'm not mistaken I think it's next Wednesday when they're closing the deadline yeah, so 24th. it's only 48 hours yeah. till the 24th. So I, I think something has to, to happen at some point of these, these two days. Maybe you can well, recap a bit how the situation is with Pau Gasol, um, obviously with Barcelona, if you guys are not living in a cave or something, I assume that you know, but <laughs> maybe Annie, you can walk us through a bit what what's going on and is it going to happen or not? And Well, the thing is that I was chilling in my in my bed this weekend <laughs> and all of the sudden I received a WhatsApp saying that Pau Gasol was coming to Barcelona. He was returning to Barca and I was like, what? <laughs> like, okay, I'm dreaming. This is not happening. Saying what? Then I checked it out like a couple of times and I said, oh, maybe it's true. And I was like, it's going to be fake. And then a media here in, in Catalonia posted and then a couple of other journalists and then all of a sudden everybody was saying the same that there was this big news that Pau Gasol was returning to Barcelona till the end of the season. Mainly because, well, you know, Joan, that Pau Gasol right now is 40 years old. 40, yeah. Okay, so he's a bit of a grandpa. <laughs> but You're he's the, the best player of the competition. There are not so like we already call grandpas Panulis and and he's yeah, and younger. he's not 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 even close. And I think even Felipe Reyes is older than Spanulis. Yeah, true. Felipe is also from this eighties generation. Yeah, no, in Felipe, I think it's thirty nine, something like this. But whatever. The thing is that Pau Gasol is coming to Barcelona. Well, I don't know because then when. Everything was like everybody was saying he's coming. Pamazol said that he's not ready to come yet and that he wants to make the announcement through his social media channels. So the thing is that maybe he was a little bit um, not mad, but yeah, pissed, a little bit pissed because somebody uh, leaked the the announcement. But, anyways, I think. it's not ready now, but it's going to be ready in 24 hours. Wow, this last 24 hours for him must be crucial. <laughs> He's been doing an intensive preparation this last 24 hours. Definitely. I think I really think that he was pissed. Actually, you could tell by the post that he did, like, when I have something to say, I will announce it on my social yeah. media. And there's nothing sealed yet. But right now, I think it would be very weird if he wouldn't join because someone leaked it. Well, or maybe he's going to join Barcelona, but he's not going to play EuroLeague. Like, reports say that he was coming here for the minimum a player from the ACV older than 26-year-old can, can have, can receive from, from a club. I think it was six, 60,000. Yeah, 60,000 a year, yeah. I know that he's not going for money. Obviously, he's coming because he needs to gain some rhythm, like some competition rhythm before the Olympics. That he's the, his main objective. And after that, I'm sure he's going to retire. I mean, a lot of people was really excited for this addition, if it's finally happening. 
I have my doubts. I mean, I, I, I think, of course, Pogazol is the best Spanish player ever to play the game, at least in my opinion. The most impactful, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And he's the, the Spaniard with more rings, NBA rings, so he has won everything. Well, not the EuroLeague, actually. That's why I think that, so judging by what you say, is like he's joining Barca for sure. EuroLeague, let's see if he plays. Yeah. I mean, if I was him, I would come. Definitely. Regardless I mean, of his uh, like his shape. He and will, for the Devotion have... podcast as well, it would be great. Of course. You know, that we could yeah. really give us something to talk about as well. Those uh, like three rounds, if everything is already settled, then, you know, we have a bit of, a bit I of mean, uh, debate. If I'm not mistaken, Pau played with Rodrigo de la Fuente. We had Rodrigo here on our pod. It's just a matter of talking to him and maybe we can have focus on in our podcast. I'm sure. So far, we're just bringing OGs, just old guys on the, on yeah. the post. So, Annie, now we know the story. I think that you were already in that direction. Which impact do you expect Pau having at FC Barcelona? Do you see him playing meaningful minutes, being impactful on the court? Or do you think it's just kind of a marketing slash preparation for the Olympics kind of thing? The impact will be bigger obviously off the court rather than in the court. I mean, maybe he plays like 10 minutes per game. Maybe if you put Shane Larkin in front of him, you cannot play this uh, change kind of defense that Saras loves to play. Oh my God, so, he would break every bone in his body, I have the feeling right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing. I don't know how time has been since the last game Pau played. Maybe more than a year and a half. Two years and a half almost. Two years and a half. So... Obviously, it's not going to be the, the Pau Gasol we all remember, right? But off the court, I mean, he's going to sell more T-shirts by himself than with the whole other players in the team. And it's a pity that we're in the middle of a pandemic because otherwise, I mean, they would have to, to go and play the, the games in the Palau San Jordi yeah. in Barcelona because the Palau would, would fit like too small. Yeah, I, I really have the hope of him being still impactful on offense. I, I know maybe it's more like a projection that a very real assessment and a very rational mm -hmm. assessment. I think that the guy is so talented and he dominated until so old. I know that now the situation is different, but at, at FIBA basketball, he he had all the tools as an interior. You know, mm -hmm. it's true that on defense he might struggle, but I I see him maybe at some point in an important game kind of being... Uh, a scoring resource for FC Barcelona. Hmm. You know what I mean? I really hope that that he can have this kind of impact for for limited minutes, but you know, some some vintage post moves and and stuff like that. I I, I think I have the hope that that he might he might be able to still do that. Of course, he's gonna be a threat anyways. But what makes me doubt a little bit is his uh, like his injuries. Maybe he plays a couple of games and he's out, but. Since he's not being like a huge, like Barcelona is not paying a lot of money to him. So if it's not a good fit and maybe if he can't play and if he just trains, maybe even it's good for Ibu Baji to have him there and Artyom Pustovoy. Definitely. <laughs> Actually, F for Pustovoy because poor guy. If I was him, I would be like, oh, <laughs> I had problems. I was struggling to play. Now it's coming Pogazol. I think I'm the one who's going out every two games. Yeah, yeah. And he was kind of getting into into shape and also having kind of a defensive impact. Yeah. Boost away. Hmm. Pau Gasol doesn't need to doesn't need to jump to be a rim protector, and he can play walking. That's so. very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why that's why I still hope that he has some kind of impact. I think that he would be perfect playing for Zenit <laughs> because you know they just play uh, walking as well in this Chai Basqual. Uh, kind of rhythm, but yeah. You know what would be funny? Tell that uh, Escariolo wouldn't call him for the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> he would just like, yeah, I mean, how oh, you haven't played, you're not coming. You know? <laughs> like, I think the whole the whole country would go crazy. Yeah, I think Pavazol would hire a hitman and kill <laughs> Escariolo. And keep killing uh, coaches until there's yeah. one that brings him. <laughs> Shall we jump into the next rumor? Because it's someone well, yeah. someone also... Or do you want to add something more about Pau? No, 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 no. Go for it. There's there's uh, also a player that played for FC Barcelona in the past mm -hmm. and 
that also kind of there were some not very strong rumors um, that he might be joining. There were rumors of him joining uh, CSKA, and at the end, he ended up joining Pao in a move that I was not expecting at all, and that I really liked the fit. By the way, maybe Annie, you can tell us who am I talking about and and what do you yeah, think about course. it and what you heard and how's that gonna go? Anyways, it's not a rumor anymore; it's official. Mario exactly. Zonia, former NBA player, former Portland Trailblazers, former Knicks, former Orlando Magic, and of course, former former football club Barcelona player, is joining Panathinaikos. I must say, Joan, that he has always shown a lot of love to Panathinaikos when he was a, a Barca player too, and when he was in the NBA. Also, there were rumors when Xavi Pascual went to to coach Panathinaikos that maybe Ezonia could go there also and join them. Finally, it didn't happen, but it's happening now. Mario Zonia is signing for the rest of the season and with the option to sign for another year, so for next season too. The thing is that Barcelona has Mario Zonia rights. In Europe so, or just in Spain? In Europe. Crazy. So right so, now he's in kind of alone till the end of the season. But if the yeah, if the Greek team would be interested on signing him again for the for the next year, he would have still to talk with Barcelona. And that's the interesting point because right now in Barcelona you couldn't fit a guy like Kizonia, but maybe next year, who knows? Do you think that they let him go kind of in a trial? You know, if he performs yeah. well, then we'll just keep him. Completely, completely. Yeah. Also, how has uh, his defense improved or not? <laughs> Do you think that in, in Athens they believe in his defense or not? Well, um, I, I thought that they would believe in his defense, at least they wouldn't say the opposite thing. But I was completely wrong, Joan, because on Bao's website, they posted the story, right? Oh, we just signed Mario Zonia, blah, blah, blah. And they said... That well, they made a, a little of a summary of his career throughout the the U League and the NBA. And at what point they say that on July 2015, he I'm I'm reading this directly. I'm quoting. He signed his rookie scale contract with Magic. He finished the season making 17 appearances, averages six points, two rebounds, one assist, and then he says. The writer. I don't know who was the writer. But shout but out probably is not is not in working for Pau anymore. <laughs> anymore. No, he said under new head coach Frank Bogel, Hezonia saw minutes reduction mainly due to his mediocre defense. Ole. <laughs> well, we signed a player that he's really good offensively, but he's mediocre on defense. Well, we accept it. We're not hiding it. I cannot stress enough that this was written in the Pau's official website. I swear, you, you can check it out in, on our uh, timeline on Twitter. We posted there, well, we retweeted there uh, a guy called, I think it's a journalist, um, called, I'll tell you, Marco Pagliaricchio. Nice name. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's communication manager from Virtus. Oh. Oh. But Virtus Civitanova Marche, Serie B, Italian Serie B, not our okay. Virtus, not Rodrigo de la Fuente's Virtus, but another one. But whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was one, uh, like one of my heroes, honestly. If you can just go and pull this off. Uh, do you, do, well, shall we do one thing? Shall we just very quickly check if, if the article is still there or if they have removed it? I'm going to check it. I'm going to check it right Let's away. Check. Let's check because I think it's it's uh, worth it. By the way, I think that um, Sonia is is a perfect fit for Pau. But yeah, let's let's see let's see what. I mean, of course, he's he's a a, a good fit. Well, I mean, don't you remember that we were talking about we were discussing the the fact that maybe Nedovic and Foster were two yeah. kinds of a same player and now Isonia will have will need the ball too I think he's going there like Barcelona is giving him on loan for a trial but is a trial for himself I mean Isonia is not going to be a team leader in a team player in a team that he has no play of aspirations and I think he wants to go there to show Barcelona or whatever that he's still a good player and he hasn't been lucky in the NBA. 
Yeah, Barcelona or the NBA. I think that he waited until now because he was still hoping for a for a contract. But I see what you said with Foster. I just think that that Esonia is a different profile as well because he's taller. He can get some rebounds. You can run some even some um, hoop plays. Oh, by the way, that. Okay, sorry, I lost focus for a second because one of my neighbors is completely naked while cooking. Oh, really? Yeah. Is she or he good looking at least? Uh, he is not good looking. Okay. I can confirm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry for that. I think I John, think that he can that he can do a bit yeah. more and he can, you know, I, I I think he's a better fit and they needed someone that could create also from the from the three position. And I think that Mario is a good. Yeah, good fit. that's true, and it's a it's a good like um, a good addition too. I just checked also on Twitter. Somebody was. Imagine the starting five lineup for Panathinaikos. Uh, it was really interesting too. They had they could play with Nedovic, Ezonia, Pepe, um, Papa Petru, sorry, then Pap with Papa Giannis. And I don't know who else, who can we put on for? But for me, but... the best one, the most talented one they can put is Saint Rose at one. That it's uh -huh. a, amazing on defense. Nedovic, Zonia, Papa, Papa Petru at four. It's a small lineup, but but can still make it work. And Papa Gianni. I mean, it's a doesn't look bad. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And you know, Olympiacos, we're gonna uh, talk about them soon, but they are they, they suck right now, and maybe they even mm -hmm. catch them. Yeah, maybe. And also maybe they can play with Mitoglu too. Oh yeah. Like with a strong a, a taller lineup, yeah. Yeah, yeah like awesome. Mitoglou plus Papagianis. But whatever, Joan, I can confirm that they have erased the no. paragraph. Yes, they Come erased on. it. Come on, well, shout outs to, to our fallen hero. They they erased the, 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 the part where they write this and then they put it like, in general, his sophomore season was underwhelming. And with produced minutes, his game's average dropped to just four, nine, um, like five points and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> they mediocre. started with a mediocre defense. And then they said that his sophomore season was underwhelming. It's a more politely way that he sucked. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> your season was under underwhelming. It's way better than your defense sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something else about Sonia? Well... I'm really pumped up for, yeah. for him. I want to to watch him play here. And Miguel Lois, the Spanish journalist, well, he's always like looking at the right stat or the right date. Panathinaikos is facing Barcelona at Oaca. I think it's the 5th of March. I'm going to check it out. So that's, that's next week, no? Next round. Yes, the Ooh. 2nd of March, sorry. The second of March, round twenty seventh, we have a Panathinaikos FC Barcelona, eight p.m. Is he scoring plus fifteen points or minus fifteen points <laughs> against Barcelona? Uh, I think Sarunas will have a couple of surprises prepared for him. I'll say plus, uh, just just to okay. you know, just to disagree with you. Okay, but yeah, I really, I really, I'm looking forward to check on the guy. There's also uh, this weekend uh, a lower profile um, acquisition for the other Greek team. Talking about underwhelming seasons last season, yeah, Kofos was oh, ugly to watch. Lower profile, but still an NBA player, like a veteran NBA player. Yeah. But did you saw him last year with Seska? Oof. Yeah, yeah, Oof. it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Costa for sure. Kufos. We're talking about yeah. Costa Kufos. I don't know if I saw the name, if I said the name, but uh, it's Costa Kufos that he comes to replace Hassan Martin at uh, the injured at the five for for Olympiacos. Yeah, it's it's fun because like we saw this year that Panathinaikos acquired Papagianis, also a great player playing in the NBA. Now he's like, well, I, I know that Kufos was playing Seska last year, but still, when you say Kufos. It comes to my mind the NBA player. Sacramento Kings. So, no? Sacramento. Well, he played in Memphis. No, Memphis. I always remember him in Sacramento, like getting garbage minutes from the Marcus Cousins. That's true. 
It's, I think it's been in, in a lot of, of teams, actually. Probably. I'm going to check it out. He probably bounced around. He, he, he looks mm. like he looks like yeah. he, he's, kind been, of player. he's been all over the place. I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I, I saw him so slow and so out of shape and out of without any confidence last year. Then oof, I'm not sure if it's going to be a good acquisition. But as we always say at this, at this time of the year, it's always tough. To find good replacements, especially at five. He was at he started his NBA career at Utah, then he went to Minnesota, Denver, Memphis, and then Sacramento. And he had his best season in Denver the 2012, okay. 2013. Yeah, Denver, true. What the dude? Yeah, he averaged eight points per game and seven almost seven rebounds. So not bad. Not bad. Not better. No. If if he does that for Olympiacos this year, they can be more than happy, I would say. Yeah, I think so. We'll see how he managed to. Well, Let's see. Let's see. To fit. The other mysterious uh, case is that we were going to talk about the games that happened last week briefly later, but mm-hmm. Alex Poitras is back for Zenit. Yes. And he's... you know there was a guy that they hired to replace him. That is. Tariq Black, and he's nowhere to be seen. Like, that's kind of weird, no? That's true. That's true. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I think we're going to have to ask our Russian friends. Maybe Artem will be able to like, enlighten us. Yeah, we'll need, we'll need to take the red phone and call Artem, our emergency Russian uh, friend for, for always, mm-hmm. always with the right information. And it's so weird, such a, especially because Mike James also went to the States and he's back already, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not like a traveling thing. It's, we don't have a lot of information regarding that. No, we don't, but um, we see what's, what happens in the end. Okay. Well, let's see, Tarek Black, I was also pumped. I really, I really thought that he could have an impact. We already saw him with Maccabi and yeah, bummer. But, Maybe maybe he still joins for the playoffs. Let's see. I don't know if they even inscribed him. We really, we really have to ask them and, and see how it goes. Shall we talk a bit about the games that happened last week? Yeah, let's talk briefly about the games. Maybe what we can do is to to say again to recap very quick about the the outcomes of every game. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, with the Kimki Vasconi, I think it was the, the first game of the week. Let's go for Vasconia, it. Of course, won. <laughs> Poor Kinky. <laughs> oh, we have to talk about King about Kinky too. Let's do it before the games. Let's let's Kinky. Well, bring me the news because yeah, I was saying that Basconia won 89-67, but the the news here again is that when you couldn't think about that something could go even worse at Kinky's house, that now somebody else has left, has flee. Yeah, I guess it's a cold house. Well, <laughs> that's why everybody's leaving. <laughs> Must be tough as fuck, man, to live there and not be getting paid. Well, yeah, I, I think that's 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 the question. I mean, well, firstly, Boronsevich will not be able to sign for Kimki. Firstly, was elected at Flea. And then Boronsevich is not able to come because... They usually say, hey guys, enough. I mean, you have a lot of that with your players. You cannot be going there and signing more players. I mean, is this a joke? And they didn't allow them to, to sign another player until they solve their problems, the issues with the money issues with the other players because they're not having their money. And that's always bad that's issue. Bad. But yeah, that's bad, whatever you want. But maybe that's good news for Alva because so. maybe... Maybe his license goes to to the German team. Who knows? Because I've always uh, heard that in Alba they do these kind of things well. They so do. They do not. They do. The thing is that Alba, okay, they obviously struggle to get wins, and they have lost eleven or uh, ten of the last eleven. But mm-hmm. if you see them every game, it's just, you know it's a serious organization. You know it's not something not something like. Kimki is going to happen. You have Aito, you have new players, uh, young players playing. It's not the same as as a, such a dysfunctional um, 
organization as, as Kimki was this year. And I yeah, think you can see uh, it. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Because think it's so. true. And I really yeah, hope the a... only problem is that, you know, Aito is like 170 years old. And yeah, whenever so. he decides to leave, I'm afraid that the whole culture might disappear, you know, and then we might have a problem. But for now, but maybe they, they'll here. keep the, the assistant coach. Uh, Israel Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe if they want if they want to continue with the the culture that Aito established, maybe Let's hope it's so. a good thing to. I, don't I know. think it's also always good to give new opportunities to new coaches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll see what we'll, we'll see what happens in the end. But yeah, yes. whatever. That's uh, everything is amazing. Kinky's <laughs> house. Everybody's living now. The ban, so it's awful. Another game that Kinky lost by more than 20. Basconia did their thing in Kimki, but it was this wins that you take for granted, but it was a really good week for them because they won and Maccabi, Olympiakos and Zalgir is lost. Mm -hmm. There are teams that they are that they are trying to chase or that they have already got in front. So really, really good week for Basconia. If they can keep building up on that, they they will get into the playoff race when when it matters. Yeah, and I think that Basconia is still like holding on the line because I, I know that it's difficult for them to clinch playoff spots, but they are just one win away. I think two wins away. Sorry. Two wins away. Yeah. Yeah, but two still wins away. two wins away with They're there. plus 10 games to play. So mm -hmm. there you go. Another team that it's on fire, Anadolu, I was saying, I was saying that he they, they won 76-53. To Olympiacos, 53 points only for Olympiacos. What a disaster. And they had 26 on the first quarter. They were up 11 to 26 yeah. after the first. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. The lights shut down for Olympiacos there. Maybe Kofos can let them turn it on again. <laughs> yeah, well, if he does, we'll call him the, the lighthouse. Yeah, in another impressive game by, by well, the, the guys that always have impressive games. 21 points for Larkin, 32 PR, and then 15 uh, points for Brian Dunstone that ended up with 27 PR. So yeah, the one the guy that was also really good was Bubois. Had a really nice first half, and and mm -hmm. Larkin and him built like a 24 to two run, and that the game was the game was over after that. Well, the the run in the second quarter is demolishing. It's uh, crazy, yeah. 32-8. Yeah. Wow. 32-8. After a 26-11, you know, it's boof. Looking bad for Olympiacos. Eh? Six, bad. six mm -hmm. losses in a row. Mm -hmm. And boof. Doesn't look good at all. Doesn't look good. At nope. Then we had another game. We had the Milano Maccabi. Great win by Milano. Great win by Milano against the Maccabi that John. I don't know if you watched the game, but I struggle every day. I try to watch Milan, I Milan and Maccabi because they they just they not play as a team. It's terrible. I man. have the this feeling that they don't play as a team. It's like okay, whose turn is it? Um, oh, Elias Brian's turn. Okay, <laughs> shoot it. Scotty Willekin. That by the way, he ended up with zero points, all from six field goals made. So yeah, <laughs> disastrous. Yeah, and then Othello Hunter was the best of the team because he was there he scored 60 points but i don't know i think he he had to look he uh, grabbed six offensive rebounds so it's do you want to ball? yeah go and get the rebound <laughs> exactly Poor Otello hunter yeah i wouldn't say that otelo hunter was the best player of magabi he was the only player of magabi for <laughs> this game he was he was terrible and it's it just what you said magabi's offense this year is tough to watch man i don't know mm -hmm. how it could go so wrong from last year to this year it's one of the big issue, mysterious, uh, of the most mysterious things of this year. Yeah. Really. By the way, just well, one one geek stat uh, before moving to the next one. In the last five games, Milan defense only allowed 70 points per game to their opponents. And that's, that's something crazy. that's really good. And it's something that mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect from a team that has Delaney and Sergio Rodriguez and Kevin Panther. Um, Panther, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, they're doing a really good job. I think that Kyle Hines gives you doesn't matter who who else yeah. is there. If you have Kyle Hines, then you have a 
10 out of 10 player in defense. It's going to be like, it's going to be everywhere, you know? That's true. That's so true. He's the like anchor. Five, five different uh, Kyle Hines. That's very true. That's That's very, very, very true. Moving into another hot team, shall we talk about uh, Fenerbahce um, getting their 10th win in a row? And that's because you hate Barcelona, because it was the only game we had left of the 18th of February, or what? I don't hate Barcelona, as you can <laughs> tell, but I was just checking the script and I saw Fenerbahce Alba, why not? <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about <laughs> let's 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 uh, give this some kind of sense and let's go for Barcelona against Algiers. Just to finish the it was on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Thursday, yeah. Well, another great me win by Barcelona after winning La Copa del Rey. Um they won 86-62 to Zalgiris in a game that had had like maybe one one quarter of history. After that, in the second quarter, Barcelona was just was superior to the rival. Mm-hmm. Martin Schiller was really upset at some point with the team. Like none of the of the players of Zalgiris reached the ten points, so not any of them got a double figures in points. That's and for great. Barcelona, yeah, two like two stats. Pierre Riola had his best yearly uh, game with nineteen points and twenty seven PR. Whereas also Leandro Volmaro had only eight points, but his it's his uh, high highest score in a game for him, and also his best game uh, with 17 PR in a baby duel against the the Lithuanian guy Jokubaitis. Yeah, that he ended with six points, and he was I think it was the best in, the the most interesting thing to to watch. You know when because they faced each other, they defended each other. Uh, you could see two really energetic guys that they they stepped into the game thinking, okay, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna kick the ass of the other because I want to be the the best rising star in the league. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. They are also both born in the same year, exactly the same generation, and. It, it it's really fun these individual duels when they really go mm-hmm. at it, especially these two young guys. Also, Cody Higgins making me pay for not including him on my all-star team. Yeah, I know. I'll never do it him. again, Cody. I promise you from now on, in every all-star team I make, you're gonna be there. On your Euroleague fantasy team, because I won you again. But the thing is that our guy, the Greek guy we have in our Spiros oh is he's kicking over us. <laughs> he's <laughs> kicking over us so far. Spiros, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Stop it. He, he already have like 100 points on me on just yeah. two rounds. Yeah. Like he got 378 points. And it's like, how did you do that? And that's because he has Jan Besseli, Nando de Colo, and Shane Larkin. They were just amazing. <laughs> I think that maybe he had his team from the beginning of the season because that's a lot of money to have all those guys. I don't know if... I don't know. Maybe We have to maybe ask yes. him on Twitter. We have to ask him. Yeah. Spirios, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Spirios. We're going to kick you out of the league. <laughs> You're embarrassing us, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shall, we, shall we stay in Spain uh, for the other Spanish duel of the, of the week? Valencia and Madrid? If you want. Sure. Yeah. Let's go for it. Um, you know, when FC Barcelona is doing great, usually Real Madrid it's not. And that's <laughs> the case after the, the final of the of the Copa del Rey. Um, second loss in a row. Valencia really yeah. dominated the game, actually. And yeah, they, they got revenge from from actually they got knocked down mm-hmm. of the Spanish Cup by by Real. Some 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 details of the game. I really liked Marinkovic. I thought that this guy, when he came into into Valencia last year, he was going to be more impactful than he has finally been. But 14 points in 15 minutes. I think I think if he would be playing for Red Star or a play or a place like that, he would mm-hmm. be an, an important player. And Van Rossum back to all Van Rossum ways with 16 points, eight eight assists and you know, Madrid really, really struggling at this point of the season. I mean, yeah. Tavares is not like 200%. They really have problems, especially on offense. 
Carroll still got 20 points, so he yeah. had a hell of a game again. The the other grandpa of the team. And le- let me talk just briefly about Van Rossum, because Valencia is the team that he's always, every season, signing a new guard. Yeah. Valencia is the team that is always signing a new, a new guard and where Van Rossum finally plays always. Like, he's always playing there. That's true. Regardless of which new player they're signing. So yeah. yeah. You bring Kino Colom, I'm I'm gonna be the starter. You bring Martin Hermanson, I'm gonna be the starter. There doesn't really matter. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. No, not at all. It's just starting to look ugly for Madrid because they are f- still fourth with yeah. uh, 10 losses, uh, 15 wins, 10 losses. But they have exactly the same losses at, as FS that they are eighth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, they, they don't have any safety net. They have to win mm, no. Like of the last 11 games, at least seven, I would say, if they really want to keep um, home court advantage. And if you then have to play against FC Barcelona or Milan or one of these teams already in the quarterfinals, it's uh, oof, doesn't, doesn't look well, good. The, the thing is that Zalgiris and Valencia are just two wins away from Real Madrid. That's and true. I have the feeling that they're in a better... like. Run than Madrid, especially Valencia. They just won. They just won against Sesca yeah. and Sesquia and Madrid. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. Now all the games are from all the games that are left are from Friday. But I don't want to mess up with the rhythm. So you choose. <laughs> well, yeah, no, of course. Let's go with <laughs> the one you wanted to talk about, Fenerbahce, that won by five to Alba. Uh, 89, 84, almost. Do you remember I told you that maybe Alba could win Fenerbahce? I remember you betting on it. Um, yeah, and, and it was close. It was close. It was close. But uh, I also lost because I also said that uh, FC Bayern was going to win in France and they lost. But let's talk yeah. first about Alba. It was a fun to watch game. Could you could you grab it or or at least a it was a, uh, Well, it was a fun to watch game, mostly because there was a guy uh, named our guy Luke Sigma that he said, <laughs> well, Anil just said that I'm not a good fit for an All-Star game. Okay, let's let's start the dime of the season. Dimes, like fantasy dimes. Oh, wow. That, he got that, a couple. One that ended in basket, like in Fontecchio's dunk, but another one that he was like really similar, uh, passing the ball backwards, like no looking dime that Fontecchio couldn't take profit of it at the time, but it was impressive, actually. It was pretty impressive. Also, kudos to Fontecchio, because he was under the basket. Mm-hmm. Usually, they go for a layup, and he, he dunked it. You yeah. know, he, he knew mm-hmm. he received a fancy pass, and he needed mm-hmm. a fancy finish. Um, but hey, you know, at least one of the two guys on that picture you had on your all-star team, because Fontecchio yeah. was at the receiving end. So yeah, that's that true. was cool. That's true. Aside from all that, another clinic by the Colo. Like 26 points, mm-hmm. eight assists. He was unstoppable. And Deshaun Pierre, in the fourth quarter, he scored 11 points in 90 seconds. Yeah, that, that, that was like that sequence was completely like mind blowing. It was like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? What, what? what the I was watching yeah. the game and I was like, why is What's this dude beating you? us like this? Like, <laughs> someone please stop him. It's been two months since last uh, Fenerbahce's loss. So, wow. Yeah, wow. They are sixth already. Mm-hmm. And they were like in the... They were 17th. 16th, they were... They 17th. were th- just Himki was below them two months ago. They were in the dumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Let's go for the also, booty clash? Or... Yeah, the booty clash. Well, as Bell won 87-79 to Bayern... So, Yabusele won the body clash against our guy Reynolds, Johan. Yeah, and Reynolds had the worst game of the season, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. um, Reynolds had his first under minus than 10 PR game since November mm-hmm. 27th against Pau. Since and then, despite... he's got... Yeah. Sorry. Despite he scored 12 points, so... Yeah, but he was... Uh, he had turnovers, fouls. Yeah. He was not really not in his room. Maybe it's because Asbel is also a super physical team and he couldn't take that much advantage. That can be. They they got an anti-Reynolds, you know? 
Renault is not used to this kind of body clashes. Exactly, exactly. They they kind of cancelled each other out because Yabusele yeah. was a bit better, but he didn't have like the game of his life neither. Hopefully, you know, I think that both guys will stick in the Euroleague. Hopefully, we have a lot of booty clashes to see um, in the next years, and, and they will be better than this one. By the way, as well, sixth win in a row. <laughs> it's like, would, what, what the fuck? Who would have thought? Yeah. Well, now as uh, as Bell is 12, 11 wins, 14 loses. So it's just three wins away. Yeah. Still le- holding on. Yeah, holding yeah. on. Holding on. And have you seen them play off it lately? It's like, They're really I remember, good. I remember yes. that uh, the beginning of the season was like, okay, yeah, these guys are playing like Maccabi without having the Maccabi players. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they were also like Lighty and Norris trying to yeah. do their thing. And now everything flows, everything, they are mm-hmm. moving the ball really well, finding a lot of balance between, you know, feeding fall on the inside and, and mm-hmm. their scorers from the outside. And it's impressive. How, I don't know what happened. I don't know what uh, TJ Parker gave them, but they suddenly look like a whole different team. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I mean, they have good players. They have Norris Calder, it's an NBA player. And they were discussing here in Spain that Pargozol maybe could join the very prestigious club. I think there's only three players that have won both NBA titles and EuroLeague titles. So, That's and true. they were just, well, you're not saying that Norris Cole could be also. <laughs> you see, you see, as well coming back, really. Yeah. Prestige club. <laughs> well, he has the possibility. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, maybe not this like... year, maybe next year. Well, we'll see. We'll I think see. he had a, a couple of bad, really, really bad seasons. Like coming from the NBA, trying to adapt. He he wasn't lucky in Maccabi. And then I think that now he has found his place here, maybe to come back stronger. I think so. Yeah. I I, I think I think he he needs to be important and feel important. So he fits better in a team as like as as Bell and not mm. one as Maccabi. But um... and also we have known that this well this week, uh, I think that as Bell has closed uh, Isaiah Cordier, the guy from Nanterre. Really, he's a highlight reel for yeah. for this season next or for season. next season? For next, next season. This guy yeah. is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He also, he also, it's not just like the highlights. He's also playing like really good basketball. No? Yeah, yeah, of course. I have really have hopes for him. Let's see. So. Yeah. see. Let's keep an eye on as well then. Do we have, yeah, I think we just have one way, one game left, right? Mm-hmm. The closest one this season, uh, this season, no, obviously there's been so many close games this season, but this round. Zenit surviving at uh, Red Star, 75-76. Well, with a late three-point shot by Kevin Pangos. Crazy to see. Actually, Kevin Pangos had an immaculate, if I'm not mistaken, six from six. No, no, five from six from three-point shots. So he was really good. He ended up with 25 points. He was the leader. And he nailed, he put the cherry on the top of the cake with the the three-pointer to win it, to win the game. Yeah, also, did you saw the... They, they, they won because uh, Lloyd couldn't couldn't make the final layup, which looked yeah. pretty easy. Like, mm-hmm. okay, there was a bit of contact and there was people around, but he looked like he had a clear path. And it's not the first time that Lloyd misses one of these, mm. of these very important shots or one of these winning shots. Do you think he maybe he got a bit of the shaky hand, a bit like... Wilbeck in this year on the at the at the free throw line. I, I don't know. Maybe I mean I think Lloyd was a player that started really on fire the season, and he's he started really really up, really strong, and he's becoming a for me a less interesting player to see. For me as well, he started super strong as you said it. Let's see. Let's see how he finishes. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. overall he had a good game. It just the 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 end. By the way, Zenit is playing against uh, Milano right now while we're recording this. Uh, they are tied fifty six to fifty six with nine minutes to go. And so 
Well, when we finish recording, I'm going to watch the, the end of the game. We'll let's, see what happens. Let's close it's it quickly. A, then. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think the, maybe they can go to overtime. Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. And it's so interesting because um, Zenit is seventh, but has just one loss less than one, uh, one game more lost than Milan. So Milan has mm -hmm. eight losses and Zenit has nine. And if mm. they win, they, they would have win both games. So the average is for them. And the tiebreaker, sorry, is for them. And they, they can catch them. So win I'm, with... I'm on Twitter checking out what people are saying about the game. I saw a GIF from Ettore Messina really pissed off with somebody, like look like giving a, a scary look to some some a player of his. Is uh, N Panther scary. officiating? Is that the problem? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know who's officiating, but before when I was checking on the game, I didn't see a woman, so maybe not. But who knows? I'm going to check it out. Would be so funny <laughs> if it would be Panther. Do you imagine? <laughs> oh, no. It's our friend Danny Guerrezuelo. Yeah, that's true. I saw him. Yerrezuelo, Boltauser, and Coromilas. Oh. So, but yeah, the, the classical ones. Guys, look, is scary as fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to have him as a coach. Nope. Nope. Not, not even just, just in case, not even cross him on the street or something. Just... And our guy, Malcolm Delaney, having a hell of a game. Two points, minus six of PR. <laughs> now that I have said that. I'm sure he's going to scare 20 points in a row in this fourth quarter to win the game. So you know, you're you welcome, Malcolm. If he continues like this, you know what we need to do tomorrow, Annie. Just hit him up Rose. on Twitter again. <laughs> <laughs> All yours. Um, shall, we, shall we just um, take a quick look at the games from next week? Mm -hmm. For, next week? No. What, what the fuck, man? It's this week. This week. This week. So on round Thursday. 26 matchups. A lot of mm -hmm. really good ones, actually. Mm -hmm. Like last week was was a bit more like not not so many direct matchups, but in this round, Zenit versus Valencia, it's like a playoff. It's battle. a really good, yeah. You have Olympi Olympiagos versus Sesquie, that okay, maybe not one of the best ones. Bayern versus Maccabi, that still uh, Maccabi. They really need a run if they are going to do it. They are not, but um, mm -hmm. Bayern, I have the feeling that they can lose against anyone and win against mm -hmm. anyone. Milano against Himki. So even if they lose today in Russia, they, they will get a win uh, um, this week. Uh, uh, they, will, they will at least get a win this week. Um, Madrid, Zalgiris, as you said, it's uh, Zalgiris, if they win, they put Madrid really into trouble. Yeah, it's, it, they're going to be one win away. So, crucial game by, for Madrid. For me, the game of the round, I don't know any of you of agree. Of course, of course. Turkish Derby. Of course, because they're going to end up once uh, a strike. A streak, sorry. They're going to end yeah, up once a streak. That's so. true. Who do you see winning? Hmm, I don't it's know. Tough, huh? It's tough. Those, those, those uh, guys, when they are hot, it's really difficult to bet against them. I can tell you it's going to be a hell of a game and I'm not going to miss it. Yeah, me neither. We're, we're, we, we can, we can hit, it, hit it up on, on WhatsApp and, and, and keep, uh, keep an eye on it. I think I will say Fener because I just think that the crazy, I really want the crazy winning streak mm -hmm. to last until the end of the season. Okay, let's say Fener too. I would say okay. Fener, but since I said last time that Fener would lose and they win, now I'm afraid that if I say that they're going to win, they will end up losing. So That's also true. But, you know, I also said one team and whatever I say, it's always the opposite. So don't worry <laughs> about that. Alba visits uh, Alba hosts Pau and what with, what might be the debut of Mario Hesonia. It's going to be interesting also to watch. Let's see. Maybe he has the, the first plus 15 points against Alba. Would you like that? I would like that if Alba still gets the win. <laughs> okay. That's if Sigma, a fair answer. Maybe, maybe not even if Alba gets the win. Just if Sigma repeats one of these passes, even if we lose by 30. Okay. And, 
okay. I'm, I will consider I'll be okay. I'll be uh, satisfied. Barcelona okay. versus Asbel. Well, they lost against the French team once, so they can lose again against the French team. That maybe they end having the his seventh win in a row. So we'll see. That'd be crazy. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. It's one of the games to watch as well. And Basconia versus Red Star. Meh. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you, Basconia and Red Star guys, if uh, you know, watch the game. If something Have cool fun. happens, let us know, please. Let us know. We're going to be on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. We're there all the time anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to be watching Fenerbahce FS, so I'm sorry, guys, but not today. I think that also we talked a lot about Basconia in the post overall. That's so they true. cannot really complain. No. No. And Red Star, you know, if you want us to talk more about you, just have a better season, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that was all. I yeah, I think that uh, there's nothing else to to talk about, man. Like, just wait for the games. Let's see this Milan Zenit how it turns out. Let's see how the whole week goes. Let's see how many new players we have. Let's see if we have how many NBA legends we have in the Euroleague once the until until Wednesday and mm-hmm. yeah any any final words I don't know say hi to well I don't whoever. maybe if we are in the mood maybe we can do a little chat on on Wednesday when they close the deadline to see to recap on all the movement that happened but only if we are in the mood if we are really tired we're gonna decide. but yeah an express episode why not why not why not okay perfect then now guys as mentioned we are everywhere uh, Spotify, iVoox, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, anywhere. Uh, just go and find us. It's super easy. Devotion Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Devotion Pod. Find us on Instagram at Devotion Pod. Email us at devotionpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, remember, devotion, you got to feel it. You are listening to The Devotion Podcast.